Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Pony Stampede Podcast. I'm Billy Embody. Thanks for listening. SMU took care of business at home against North Texas to open uh, their home schedule this past weekend and now welcomes Texas State to Gerald J. Ford Stadium on Saturday. Uh, We'll jump into a little bit of kind of what was said on Monday as Sonny Dykes and Shane Bouchelle uh, met with the media. It was Shane's first time in in the formal media setting with um, reporters and uh, so we'll play uh, after his break after the break we'll play that that entire interview with Shane for you guys um, catching up with with him for a couple minutes but Sonny Dykes also met with the media he was on the AAC teleconference on Monday morning and then uh, met with the media before his radio show on uh, Monday evening as well Uh, so we'll have that Uh, we'll also jump into kind of some of the recruiting implications that are starting to kind of uh, play out here as SMU um, is now 2-0 and and looking to be 3-0 and for the first time since, I believe, 1984 um, as they'll welcome the Bobcats into um, uh, in, into Dallas this weekend uh, before taking on TCU on September 21st, which was just announced for a 2.30 kickoff on FS1, so uh, a nationally televised game for SMU versus TCU. Wanted to close out kind of some some final thoughts on on North Texas as, as SMU. Um, as I rewatched the game, I, a couple things kind of stand, stood out to me. Uh, the, the big the big one for me was was Patrick Nelson and and the job he did. And he won AAC Defensive Player of the Week for his work uh, put in on the field. And and he had a tremendous impact on the game uh, from sacks to that interception that. Um, SMU should have gotten more out of, and they end up kick, you know, having a field goal block there. But um, I, I think that uh, with Richard Moore kind of not being 100%, um, you can see Pat Nelson's impact. You can see Richard McBride's uh, impact, and, and certainly um, that's a positive. I, I think having... Pat be fully healthy this year and McBride beginning to step up is going to take some of the load off of Richard Moore. SMU did hold Delano Robinson out of the game against North Texas. Sonny Dykes said when I asked him on the teleconference that he expects him to play, but Shane Haley had an impressive performance in his place. But look at, I think Pat Nelson, and it's kind of similar to how, how I see Trevor Denbo, the versatility that they both bring, um, is impressive. And I, I think, look, Denbo has kind of struggled, in my opinion, at, at safety, uh, looking back at really a full, you know, game tape of him against North Texas. And so um, I, I think SMU, it wouldn't shock me if they started toying around with him a little bit more. Just He's a, he's a great athlete. I, I just don't think, uh, you know, he's an, a, the answer at safety. Um, but look, Pat Nelson was uh, – was more than impressive, and, and like I said, reviewing the tape and, and watching that game again, uh, he just really stood out um, to me and, and, and to Sonny Dykes as well when he was talking with us at his radio show. And then I thought Pat was really all over the field Saturday. I mean, he kind of played like we expected him to play and, and uh, you know, was real active and had an interception, had a couple of tackles for losses, you know, I think seven tackles overall and just was really active, active, and when he wasn't when he wasn't making a tackle or, or, you know, intercepting a ball or doing something like that, he was in the backfield and he was creating issues. So, you know, he played real aggressive for us and, you know, thought he had a good game. So that was Sonny Dykes at his radio show, uh, media availability for us. Um, completely agree. I thought, like I said, Pat, 
thought was all over the field, uh, rightfully uh, getting AAC, AAC Defensive Player of the Week. He was joined by Xavier Jones on that. Um, look, I thought um, Sonny Dykes made a great point when we were talking on the AAC teleconference is you just kind of keep pounding, just keep pounding away and, you know, three or four yards here and you keep running the football and that commitment to the run and uh, and then eventually you break one or the defense wears down and it starts becoming six yards of carry. And so I think SMU staying with the run has has really been um, a big, big thing here. Um, and they did it against Arkansas State. While they didn't um, have incredible success, um, it, it just it kept the defense off balance, I felt like. And that was big. And this week against you know, North Texas, which I think um, is a little bit of a step down defensively from Arkansas State, they, uh, they, they broke the big one. They had the 51-yarder. And um, that that was big for Xavier Jones. I, I do think the offensive line uh, will need to continue to improve. SMU did toy around with it. Inserted Kobe Bryant and 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 Bo Morris as the starters there on the right side. And um, you know Kadarius Smith is, is somebody that is still going to figure into the rotation. I think Sonny Dykes and his staff are, are kind of keen on you know giving guys a, a breather from time to time on the offensive line and. That was something he mentioned when I asked him. I said, the biggest question mark on the op- is, is the offensive line and, and how have you kind of addressed it so far this season? Do you feel like it's going well? And, and how close are you to having a group that you feel pretty good about? And now through the first two games, SMU does has given up just one sack in, in each of the contests, a few quarterback pressures. But overall, they've played fairly well. They, they still have some things to – uh, clean up and and um, it, that's that's just kind of the the nature of the beast. So um, that'll be something to to kind of watch. I think against Texas State they'll they'll be able to uh, you know have a fairly good amount of success uh, against offensively and and uh, the offensive line will continue to kind of gel going into tcu week but here's kind of where sunny dyke said the offensive line is when we talked about it on the aac teleconference uh on monday well i think i think we made some strides uh you know from uh from week one to week two for sure um you know i think we just felt like that, that kobe was a little bit more comfortable playing guard um and you know and Bo had been a little bit inconsistent in fall camp but we just felt like that was our, our best starting five, and I thought those guys played pretty well on Saturday. Uh, it was good to see Bo you know, play at the level that we think he's capable of playing at. Um, you know, Kadarius will be a guy that plays a lot. Nick Dennis will be somebody that plays a lot as well. So, you know, we'd like to, to get, you know, a good seven-man rotation going and hopefully bring along a couple of other players that can get in the rotation as well. Uh, that's kind of our hope moving forward. So that was uh, Sonny Dykes on the AAC teleconference. I, I, I felt like uh, on, on Monday we covered a lot of ground in terms of uh, some newsy items. Uh, like I said, Delano Robinson expected back. Uh, Sonny Dykes did update um, Kiki Burns' status. He said he's progressing um, coming off of that injury against Arkansas State. Kevin Robledo uh, is kind of in a will-see mode uh, for the Texas State game as he has a sore groin. If this is me, kind of just – Reading some of the tea leaves, I, I don't think um, he plays this week. I, I would just think uh, he stays, you know, um, uh, off off the field and and tries to uh, 
you know, just kind of sit out and, and let a groin injury, which is just kind of brutal at times to come back from, uh, just let it play out and, 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 and figure it out from there. So, um, one thing I do want to do, uh, is, is, uh, go ahead and we'll go to Shane Bouchelle now, uh, as he met with the media. So only, we only got a couple minutes with, with Shane Bouchelle. So we'll, uh, play, uh, that entire audio for you guys right now. And then on the other side of the break, we'll kind of break down some of the recruiting impact uh, for SMU, some of the reactions I, I thought that uh, kind of stood out to me that I, that I picked up from over the weekend. Um, and then um, we'll uh, wrap things up on the Pony Stampede podcast. So here's Shane Bouchel with the media on Monday night. So it's, it's been 35 years since this program has been 3-0. I mean, obviously you're, you're, you're new to this, but do, do you kind of get that sense from people in the community that this is a, you know where you guys are right now? It's a pretty big deal. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, obviously we want to go three and zero, but I think our biggest thing is that we want to go like one and zero every week. So, um, yeah, that's in the back of our head. Like thirty five years, it's that's all um, that's all good. But I think it's it's good to also think about just going one and zero every week. Did you see this type of success coming out of the offense this quickly? Um, you know, obviously you have that in your mind, um, so you can accomplish it. But you know, it's been good to actually go out and execute and. Um, go do it, but we still have a lot, a lot of things that we have to do right, um, making sure everybody's doing their job. And um, once we get there, I think uh, that it will be even better. With How Jan- did Phil um, playing in front of the home crowd this season, or for the first time, and actually pulling out a W? Yeah, it was cool. Um, you know, it was my first game there. I didn't really know what to expect, but uh, you know, the fans were great. We did the whiteout thing. Um, and so, yeah, it was a really good experience for the first one. With James Prochet, I mean, he, I think he had some cramps in the first game. I mean, how much of a difference does it make for your offense when he's doing what he did on Saturday? Yeah, you know, whenever he's playing, um, it's different. You know, he's, he's a great player, but we also have other guys that if he goes down or if he's cramping, that we have guys that just step in his position and do a great job. What do you know about Texas State? You guys um, we've watched them yeah. a little bit. I just got done watching them. Um, they do some different things on defense. Um, but, you know, it's, it's stuff we've seen before. Um, we just have to go and get a great game plan and go out and execute. And Sonny talked at all, because, I mean, that was one of his former assistants. Uh, he kind of talked about maybe uh, he knows some things because he knows Jake at all. Not no. that, I, not that yeah. I know of, no. You feeling more comfortable with the offensive line as of after two games? Yeah, you know, they played really well um, last week. You know, there was, uh, there was a couple things here and there, but that's bound to happen with any O-line. So, um, you know, they're playing with confidence, and we just have to keep building on that. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And welcome back to the Pony Stampede Podcast. This is a quick reminder. Subscribe to the Pony Stampede Podcast. 
wherever you listen to your podcast and leave us a rating and a review. Pass it along to your friends and family and say, hey, you got to check out the Pony Stampede podcast and also check out PonyStampede.com, a part of the 24-7 Sports Network. Um, wanted to dive in kind of the to the flip side of things. And as a quick note, we are uh, working to catch up with SMU Basketball's unofficial visitor, Wade Taylor IV, uh, four-star point guard out of Lancaster, because uh, he was on campus with KT Turner and Tim Jankovic riding around campus and, and checking out uh, things on, on the first uh, home game of the year for the football team. So nice for them to get a top 100 guard on campus in the 2021 class and somebody that is certainly interested uh, in SMU. So good on them. Uh, as far as the football side of things, look, I, I think a couple things stand out to me the most. The 2020 class, in terms of who was on campus, I would say it wasn't really incredible. Um, just kind of how, just who they had on campus. It just wasn't wasn't anything to write home about. Certainly guys that are on the radar, but I think the focus uh, was on the 2021 class. And look, um, I think we are starting to kind of see some hype start to start to kind of build in that class in terms of what they're doing, not only on the field, but uh, the, the recruits got their first look at the indoor facility for SMU. Um, they got to spend more time around the coaching staff. And so they had some really key 2021 targets on campus. And, and the five I, I want to highlight are the are ones that we got reactions from at, at Pony Stampede. And I want to start with Omari Walker. He's 2021 wide receiver. And he actually earned his offer at camp uh, this this summer. SMU's his only offer, but look, he's a 4-3-8 guy in the 40-yard dash. Uh, definitely one of those slot guys, but runs really, really well. Something that you'll really see at the skill position uh, for, for SMU kind of uh, build over time as, as they continue to recruit the guys that they want. Um, but he said, look, the tempo was great. Uh, he loved the uniforms. Um, and, and look, he's somebody that they're the first FBS school to – to jump in on, and uh, he had an impressive camp performance, and somebody that you know, right now I, I think you get him on campus for game one, and and SMU's kind of in the driver's seat. I mean, he doesn't have any other FBS offers at this point, but with his speed, he plays at a at a nice program in Mesquite Horn. Um, he's gonna pick up more offers, so this will be one to watch for SMU. Uh, is Omari Walker. He was on campus. A, a, a really big-time target in the 2021 class is one with uh, you know quite a few Power 5 offers. Uh, he's a top 75 overall wide receiver in the country. 5'11", um, 173-pounder. Diamikio Nathan. He's out of South Grand Prairie uh, and actually um, trying to get up and watch uh, Lancaster South Grand Prairie on, on Friday evening. Um, kind of had a change of plans. I wanted to go see Preston Stone, but he plays in Tyler that night, and I'll kind of already be up in the Dallas area and don't, you know, frankly, don't want to go back and forth. I'm going to try to make uh, Preston's game against Bishop Lynch later this year. But uh, somebody that uh, well-built well um, kind of has room to add uh, more mass. Uh, I, I think somebody that is is perfect uh, in terms of what SMU is, is looking for in terms of you know what they can what they can go and get in this recruiting class with with uh, you know Rashad samples on on staff and 
Um, he said, look, the offense was the type of offense he was looking for. Uh, they took chances. They threw the ball a lot. They played aggressive. So that's what you want to hear from recruits. You want to say, look, that's an offense I can see myself in. And kind of reminds me of Rasheed Rice and, and um, uh, Calvin Wiggins when we talked with them last year, just kind of in bits. They could see it. They could envision it. But now the difference is recruits are saying, I can see myself in that offense. I like what they're doing. Um, another one is is Griffin Edwards, 2021 tight end, uh, somebody that SMU's first offer. Uh, he's going into his first year as a starter at Grapevine. Former SMU player Bra- Braden Smith is his offensive coordinator there um, at at Grapevine, and he's a 6'5", 210-pounder that Josh Martin is, is on early. Um, and I talked with Braden about him um, when the, he picked up the offer, and, and, and he was really you know impressed that SMU went ahead and offered him. This is a guy that you know, he certainly sees as, as a you know, power five type guy. Um, they all got, he got to hang out in the locker room after he liked what the tight ends did in the offense. So uh, as far as 2021 targets at tight end, I mean, that's a big one that you had on campus. Who's probably going to pick up some offers this year um, as he, uh, you know, breaks through in that great fine offense. And then another one, and we'll have a full story on this one uh, coming shortly, but Isaiah, I'm going to, I'm going to mess this one up, but, uh, Moko Bobia, probably butchered that, but that's okay. Um, Dallas Skyline, so Rashad Samples, alma mater, uh, top 20 safety in the country, uh, six foot, 180, uh, was on campus, got to talk with Sonny Dykes, Rashad Samples, Kevin Curtis before the game, said the quote, and, and come on, this is big, the whole experience was live. Uh, loved the indoor, said the fans were amazing, were amazing you know great overall experience for him uh and that's somebody with a few power five offers on on his table already um and, and so uh, i i felt like when it kind of finally broke down this 2021 group was a really impressive group for them in terms of guys that they really value really wanted on campus um and then finally i'll i'll kind of to wrap it up on the offensive side of things um and we'll have some defensive reaction later this week on Pony Stampede, is Aaron Dumas uh, called it a big play offense, explosive run and pass plays, uh, and the offense is similar to his high schools. And that's that's also important because Dumas is somebody that out of El Paso uh, Americas is, is 5'8", 180, so he's built really well. He's kind of thick. Uh, he's got a 4'7", uh, laser uh, 40, um, 4'4", shuttle, 33-inch vertical. So has some explosiveness to him. And as a sophomore running that, I, I feel like he can certainly improve on it, end up in that high 4-5 range uh, if he really trains well and, and, and figures that out. But he's rushed for, you know, 2,300 yards in, in his young career. Um, and he did that as a sophomore last year. He's district MVP. And uh, SMU, again, early on him, guy that they really like. He's visited multiple times. He's somebody that I could certainly see in the 2021 class whenever that gets going um but look I mean, we'll kind of see how things start to shake out as far as visitor lists go uh one thing that i think smu is great about doing is while these visitor lists and i look i i wouldn't say it was anything overwhelmingly impressive uh for smu um in terms of visitors they'll they'll start to stack it a little bit more in conference play and um 
another thing is is they do a good job of of having guys come over during the week and hang out and go to Sonny Dykes' house and do this or do that or come catch practice or whatnot uh, when they're able to. So um, I'm not too worried about you know 2020 guys not really showing up. I haven't I haven't been able to get in touch with Jay Wilkerson who is uh, supposedly here on campus and and I'll double check that you know he made it in, but um, I will say that. I think SMU, and you'll see it later in the year, will, once they figure out their top guys in that 2020 class and who they really want to start to press and bring in on officials like at the running back position, like at the cornerback position, like we've talked about, we'll start to see the 2020 lists ramp up as guys start to take official visits and things like that and kind of how they how they just you know piece it all together because – It'll be important to get some of these 2020 targets on campus for games as well. So uh, keep it locked on Pony Stampede as we'll have the visitor list for the Texas State game later this week. Um, and, and certainly a more recruit reaction to, to SMU starting 2-0 and, and potentially being 3-0 by the end of this weekend. So um, we'll preview Texas State later in the week on the Pony Stampede podcast. But for now, uh, that'll put a wrap on the podcast for uh, today. We hope you guys have a great rest of your week and thanks for listening to the Pony Stampede podcast.